Welcome to the Managing Your Multi-Passionate Life Show. Your host, Carol Dixon Carr, is an educator of and a participant in many eclectic subjects, and she loves it that way. Each week, she'll bring you episodes and stories on how you can navigate those multiple passions while managing your mental, spiritual, physical, and emotional energy in your life as a whole. So here's Carol. All right. Carol's here, but also I'm not alone. Today I'm with the gifted and talented Tim Cross. He is a rap artist, producer, entrepreneur, and published author, and has spent most of his life as a creator using his talents as a music producer and writer to self-release his rap albums. His writing prowess was noticed early on, third grade in fact, when he won first prize for the most well-written paper on kindness. That, that's a good thing to talk about today, by the way. <laughs> that's really cool. Right. And his first book was um, actually is Perfect Love, The Bond of Perfection, and it's just a natural progression and transition from musical verse and song structure to commentary and authorship. He also just released his first instrumental album, Black Sand, which is available on all digital platforms. It's so funny because I know you from Closure from a few years back, so knowing that you're you know, you've been writing for a while. Also, it's kind of cool to know that. And then I know you've got, because I've tasted your barbecue and you know, my husband grills. We were going to open up the professor's grill if he hadn't gotten tenure, but he likes your stuff. So you know that yeah. your stuff has got to be good because um, yeah. Yeah. my husband does not play with barbecue because <laughs> he's, right. he's, he's right. good at it too. And he's like, mm, this is good stuff. Keep ordering from the brother. So you've got a lot of hats, but I would love to just hear your story from how you became interested in just in so many things. And, and you do have a lot of gifts, but I know that there's always, along with, with triumphs, there's always challenges. So I'm just going to let you go. And if I feel like I need to interject, I will, but I'm just going to let you flow with it. Okay. You want me to start? Wherever you want to start, you know, like you said in your bio, you said third grade, you were, you know. Oh, yeah. I think writing has always been, writing, I think, has always been a part of me. I think it was a natural, kind of natural gift type of thing. So I've always been good at writing. And it was always, a, um, for me, it was an outlet because I was bullied a lot as a child in school. And, you know, I was, a, I was an outcast. Everybody knew me, but I was an outcast. It was just, I was always, I always felt like I was different. And so I would use writing as a, as kind of a way to escape and get away from all of that and write my thoughts down and stuff like that. So it was always a way of escape for me. And that's kind of how I started writing. I wrote my first rap when I was in the fourth grade. It's like four lines, but I've been writing ever since. And so that's always been a thing for me. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because in my first episode, I don't know if you've listened. I just, you know, because I just grabbed you when I saw your Facebook post. I was like, you know, I think I need to interview him. But my first episode talks about the fact that I felt like an outcast as well, bullied, et cetera. Music was my refuge. So I totally get it. The outcasts were just, when there's a lot of us who are interested in a lot of things and we might beat to a different drum, people are not going to really understand how they do right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I need to check out your first one too. Where do I go check that out? Yeah, and I, I will I will send you that link. I promise. Yeah. yeah, and you can also look on my profile, Facebook profile, because I just like boom, it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So when you wrote that first four line rap, did, did you share that with anybody, or did you feel like you needed to keep that to yourself? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I think I kept it. I kept it to myself. Yeah. Yeah. I kept it. To yeah, and then. You know, as I got into my teenage years, I mean, because I was always a big hip hop fan anyway. 
As a matter of fact, I used to get in trouble for listening to rap. My mama didn't like me listening to rap music. Yeah. Especially when she heard the cussing and stuff. But she bought me a stereo. She bought me a stereo, and then I got the rap music blasting upstairs. You yeah. know? She didn't buy me a stereo. Right, but, um, right. I really started getting heavy into hip hop, and that's when I really started writing. And I started producing right around like 15, 16 years old. My brother bought a keyboard. He was staying down uh, in Red Oak, and we in Lancaster now. It was a short travel. I used to go there and make music on his keyboard all the time. I think I used his keyboard more than he did. Are you talking about Ron? Or Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would go down there just to make music. So it just all came together. I started putting out demo tapes. I would go to the local radio station, K104. I would go up there like every Monday because I knew that's when the new promoters would show up with they with they artists trying to get them on the radio. I would show up with a bag full of demo tapes, cassette tapes back in the day. Right, right. And I would go up there with a bag full of demo tapes and hand out to them. So I've been doing it for a long time, man. long time. I can tell it shows too because I'm listening yeah. to the production. I've been and rapping I... the producer for a long time. I believe that because I don't. When did Closure come out? Because that was my first taste, and I can't remember. I think Ron was the one who posted it on his music ministry page and I'm like, ooh, this brother is gifted. <laughs> I, dropped that, I dropped that on Doomsday. You remember Doomsday was supposed to be uh 12, 21, 2012, I believe. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I remember that. I dropped it that day. I was trying to kind of play out for that closure Doomsday. This is when it's all over. And I kind of relate that to my, I would say career as a rapper. Saying like, this is closure for me. This is my last album. I'm putting it all on the table and, I'm, and this is gonna be closed. I, get, I need to get all of the stuff that I've been holding inside of me out of me. And that's what that whole album was about, was closure. So I was kind of playing closure and doomsday against each other. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, I ended up, they ended up not being my last time in the studio, of course. I ended up going back in because I just can't escape it. Right. Every, time I, every time I try to let it go, here it comes back to me. So, you know, it's just one of them things that's just, it's inside of you, whatever your gifts are. And you can't escape them. You know, you can't quit on them. And even if you try, they're going to come back. So right, music, right. music and writing has always been that way. For me. Yeah. So yeah. what got you into the other, you know, you have the other, the other side hustle. I know about the barbecue mainly because I just mentioned that, you know, I, I really enjoy it. Because you're, you know, you're an entrepreneur. What are, what are all the little things that, that go into that in, in addition to making your albums and writing your books, et cetera? As far as the business, yeah, and you can talk. You can talk candidly because it's not always easy. No, no, it's not. I've been well. I've been cooking. I grew. Well, I grew up watching my mama cook. That's how I started cooking. She used to. Um, I used to sit in the sitting uh, in the kitchen and watch my mama cook when I was young. And she would always say stuff like, "You know, when you get a wife one day, you need to learn how to. You need to know how to cook because she might be working too, and she might get home might not feel like cooking. You need to be able to cook for your wife." And so uh, I kind of took that along with me and I started practicing cooking when I got my first apartment and stuff like that. When I just got into smoking, um, I was in, I used to work in a barbershop and all the guys that I worked with, they loved to cook too. A couple of cats from Louisiana, stuff like that. And so that's how I got into the barbecue thing because we started having competitions with each other sometimes, find out who would do the best ribs and stuff like that. And so I got into it that way and I done messed up a whole lot of meat. You know, I just I messed up a whole bunch of me trying to cook stuff, but that's how I got into it. And it just became a hobby because I was just surrounded by people who love food and love to cook. And so that hobby turned into a hustle for me. It, and, and it always does. Anytime I feel like I'm getting good enough at something, 
I'm probably going to try to turn that into a business. Perfect. Yeah, that's 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 just the way I am. Sometimes it's not good because you can get off the path doing that. But for me, it's a habitual thing because I've always been self-employed. I was a barber for 20 years. I don't really particularly like working for other people. It limits me, and I don't like limits. I I, I have a hard time with limits. That's why I love music so much is because when I'm creating something, that's one of the only times I feel like I'm limitless and I can do anything. And so I'm attracted to that feeling. So anytime I can recreate that, whether it's writing or producing or starting a business, I I tend to go for that. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. For me, it's healing to do that kind of thing. Anything that's got a creative outlet, um, even if it's not, even if nobody else is going to see it or hear it, <laughs> if I'm just yeah. sitting there yeah. and get an idea. Run yeah, down. because one thing I understand now is that we are all creators, all of us. I mean, that God created us to be creators. You know, that's that's a part of his character. And so I feel like anytime you can put yourself in that creative space and actually make something tangible that started as a thought in your mind, then I feel like you're doing, you in the lane of doing what God has called you to do. Yeah. So I'm always looking for ways to create, even like you said, even if it's just for me, that's some stuff that I created that don't nobody know about. Yeah. But I'm, always <laughs> trying to I'm just, I'm just addicted to the feeling of creating something or starting something, you know, and uh, putting myself in a position where I feel, at least feel like I'm doing this, you know? So that's how the, that's how the barbecue, and then uh, uh, another thing was I kind of saw ahead of time that the industry as a whole was heading toward delivery. And then I looked around, I was like, there's nobody out here in this area that's actually delivering barbecue. And so that's how I started. That's how I ended up starting the business, uh, TNT's Barbecue Catering Delivery. And I wanted to make it to where you can get really good barbecue delivered to your home. You didn't have to go anywhere. And it kind of took off. I mean, it, it was good for me that first year. It was good. But then COVID-19 came around that second year, and then everything just kind of shut down from there. I still have the business. I'm just not really pushing it right now Mm -hmm. uh, the way I normally would because I got other things I'm working on, too. Right. So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about the the book that you wrote. What was the motivation behind that? Yeah. I I never planned on writing a book. Everybody was always telling me on my Facebook post, you should write a book, you should write a book. And so it kept coming around for years. But the reason why I started writing that book was because I had been through so many relationships that ended up not working out. And I just had answers. You know, like, how can we start off so connected to one another and so in love and so crazy about each other, you know, and then we end up separated and disconnected and hating each other. And it just made me wonder, like, this, this, can't, be what, this can't be what love means. It's got to be something else that's wrong here. And then when I started asking that question uh, after my last relationship, we were engaged to be married. And then we ended up breaking up at the time because of something that they had done to me. And it really hurt me because I was, we was like together four years, you know? And I went back home and right when I went back home, the plan was to go home and regroup and then move back downtown because we were living downtown at the time. I was going to stay for maybe like two weeks, go back downtown. Mm-hmm. As soon as I got home, uh, my mother had a first stroke. So now I'm dealing with my mother. I just had a stroke and my relationship I just broke up. So I'm heartbroken and I'm dealing with my mom having a stroke at the same time. And then one of my brothers ended up in the hospital for something that happened to him. 
got all these things going on at one time. And it just went through, I went through this time where I just had to really sit still and give myself time to heal. And that's when I started asking those questions. What is like, what, what is love really? Cause I was just really confused. I didn't see how people could just be so connected and then so broken at the same time. Same person, same situation. So it just kind of had me asking questions uh, and trying to find out what love was really all about. And then the process of asking those questions started taking care of my mother. My stepfather ended up having a stroke and I turned to this kind of a caretaker kind of person taking care of people. And that's when I started discovering what it really means to love people. You know, what love really is. It's about giving. It's about doing what's best for the, for the other person because they need it. It's about loving them. It don't really have too much to do with feelings. It's about loving and giving whether you feel like it or not. Many times as a caretaker, I didn't feel like doing stuff, but I did it because I loved them genuinely. And so that's how the whole concept came together. And I was like, this is where, this is where we're missing it, at least in this generation. This is where we're missing it because we chase feelings all the time. We're thinking that that's love. That ain't love. That's passion. Right. It's a difference between the two. Now, they're both equally important, but it's the difference between love and passion. And we go after passion. It's not really true love that we're searching for because we don't really know what that means. Right. So right. That's, why, that's when I started really writing the book. And when I really sat down to write it, it took me maybe maybe two weeks to write that whole book. I was writing a chapter a day. Wow, that's some divine downloads right there. That's exactly what was happening. Oh, my gosh. I was unemployed at the time. My assignment was over with this job. It's like we were temporary assignments. So I had some time, and I just sat down, and I just prayed, like, God, what do you want me to say? And I literally sat down, and every day I would pray that prayer. And he just started downloading it to me. Like that whole thing was like divine, just downloads, just like you were saying. And I was writing a chapter a day. That is impressive. It was done. Uh, now, the concept of it, like writing a book, I was thinking about writing a book for like two years straight. But when I finally sat down and wrote it, it took me two weeks. Yeah. I just, wrote, I just wrote it and put it out. Yeah, and there are a lot of people, me included, who's been working on these projects forever because I have so many different ideas about what I want. I have like five different book projects. Yeah. And you did yours in two weeks. So <laughs> that's inspiring. I'm still yeah. working on mine. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, like I said, I can't, I can't really take credit for that one. Um, that was just, I, that's the only way I can explain it. As I was writing it, he was giving it to me as I was writing it. Yeah. And I think about it. It was just, it's, I guess it was just something that was just meant to happen when it did. I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to do research on it. And I guess it's because I was experiencing it at the same time. Mm -hmm. How to show love to somebody and how to experience that and how and, and how that connects to how God treats me. It just all came to me. But if it had it been, been for that, I probably would still be in the process of writing it. Wow, yeah, because I talk a lot about uh, managing your mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical energy. Now, I know that your spiritual energy has been covered just because I listen to it in your ministry and your music, that kind of thing, your, your whole family. Well, I haven't met David, but you and Ron, I know that you guys do that. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear more about you know how you manage integrating all of that, not just the spiritual, but the mental, the emotional, the physical too, to keep things going when you've got all these things, all these hats. Cause I know I've, I played spin quite a lot of things myself. So I'd love to hear your. One of the main things I do that I've had a, like a, I've built it into like a, a habit. I've been doing it for past six or seven years, but regardless of what I have going on during the course of the day, every night, 
around maybe 11.30 or so, I go outside and sit in my car and I watch a different sermon every night. And then I just sit back and relax and listen to music, you know, and I just kind of recharge. It's, it's, that's my little piece of piece of time that I give to myself to recharge and rejuvenate for the next day. And so I've been doing that now for six or seven years, every night, regardless of what the weather is outside. That's something that I do for me because you, you, I'm pretty sure, you know, you spend the majority of your day giving to everybody else. You got to have some love and some time to give to yourself every day, I believe because that's the only way you're going to be able to maintain your peace. And so peace to me is the most important thing because if I'm at peace, I can make the right decisions rather than being in an emotional state. You can make the wrong decisions emotionally because you feel something's right, but it's actually wrong. Or you feel like something is wrong, but it's actually right. So you can't go off your emotions. You got to make decisions from a place of peace and you really got to protect, uh, protect that peace. And so I do that every night, but that's just something that, that kind of helps me if I can get that that time with God alone and then that time to myself every night, then I can kind of manage it. He'll help me manage everything else the way I need to. Right. Trust in that yeah. higher power and a lot of intuition too, because I can tell that you're a very intuitive person. I mean, it's I think intuition and the higher power are related anyway, in my in my opinion. I feel that they I, are. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you know, you got to multi-manage it, but you can get lost in all of that stuff too. So if you don't take that little time to yourself and invest in yourself and give yourself the same love and patience and grace that you're giving everybody else, then that's when you get lost in everything. Then I have to know too, because, because you have different hats, you gotta know when to put them on and take them off. And it has, that has a tendency to play itself out the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. Like the job that I work, I work, uh, I'm an independent claims adjuster. I work homeowners claims and auto claims, but that happens during certain times of the season, during the storm, when storms come, uh, tornadoes, hailstorms, hurricanes, that kind of thing. You have certain seasons that you work that job. You know, so when it comes time for me to work that job, I got to I gotta switch up, switch everything out, put that hat on, because then I'm going to be working 11 hour a day, six, seven days a week. Don't have much time to do anything else other than look out for my parents. So when I'm in, I'm in that zone, I'm just focused on that. But then when that assignment is over, I can take that off, put a couple more things on. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I have, I have more time to do other stuff. So it just kind of, it's just kind of knowing, being attentive to the seasons and knowing when it's time to do something. Uh, because you can't do everything at one time. Not, nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. You can do it. Like I said, you can't have it all, but you can't have it all at once. <laughs> right. I've often exactly. said that. <laughs> yeah. So it's just move. It's just about moving with the seasons and, and just trying to keep your peace at the same time. For sure. You know, it's interesting that everybody I've talked to who has this creative spin and are interested in a lot of things or use creativity, they've all been bullied. And it's kind of an interesting, interesting trend. I don't know if that's if that's coincidental or not. And some people make it, the people that I've talked to have made it through and used it for good. And that's, those are the like, type of people I like to talk to, but what would you say to people who um, might be listening, who feels like they're still kind of stuck? I always have my ideas about certain things, but if if you have some insights into people who feel that because they are still carrying those wounds from decades, years ago, from things that people have said, and they might believe it even if it's not true. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think healing, getting healing in your life is the most important thing you can do. And that takes time. Matter of fact, that takes as long as it takes. 
but you have to be serious about that process. And that's something that's only going to happen between you and God. But that's my belief anyway. It's something that can only happen between you and God. And you got to actually make time and space for that to happen. And until it happens, you're probably not going to be able to move forward with anything to the extent that you can put your all into it and leave all of that pain behind. But you got to heal first. Absolutely. So that takes time and yeah. it takes you and your relationship with God and maybe building some kind of habit uh, that allows you to focus on yourself. Because I think that's one of the main things that we miss out on, too, is having that little space that we can give ourselves to ourselves. Even if it's just something as small as going to work out for 30 minutes or something, for do sure. something. Do something for you every day that's geared toward your progressiveness as an individual and where you're pouring something into yourself. You got to take care of you and healing is part of that. Amen. That's my biggest thing. Like if you're feeling like you're stuck, maybe it's meant for you to be stuck right now until, you know, so that you can sit still and get in a place where you can start healing because you can't take all that stuff with you. No, I'm a work in progress and I'm still on the journey. And sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and do it anyway. And, you know, you might yeah. be worried about people making fun of you, judging you, whatever. They're going to do it anyway. So <laughs> you might as well yeah. just get out there and do that. Cause no way around that. Yeah. For me, when I do stuff and then put it out there, I'm like, Ooh, that's, that's Carol. That's putting my vulnerable self out there. And even just when I was your age, cause I got 10 years on you. <laughs> So I was doing a lot of doing a whole lot of healing when I was 43. I'm 53 now, but 53. Just, uh, yeah. 53. Yes, yes, sir. Wow. You're looking good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I just I Sometimes I, some people don't realize that they've got some wounds to heal and it just, you'll get, uh, somebody will make a comment and you'll get triggered or whatever. And, and I think that's the reason why a lot of people in the world now who don't have that self-awareness are acting out. And we've seen a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, I mean, I think as a, as a culture, we, we learn to just kind of, we carry that stuff because we don't really most people don't want to deal with it because introspection, you got to have courage to go through that introspection stage where you start looking at yourself and really going through a checklist of what your thoughts are and being able to admit that uh, this, you know, this is something I really need to work on. I don't, I don't like that about me. We, we in a culture now where it just accept me flaws and all, and if you can't love me when I'm at my worst, you can't, you can't be with me when I'm at my best, but when are you ever at your best though? That's the question. When are you ever at your best? You got so much stuff to deal with that you've accepted and you just refuse to change. Now you're forcing that on other people. Yeah. And love me flaws and all, but have you even tried to face any of your flaws at all? We've got to the point where we're kind of unfair with other people because we want them to accept everything about us, the things that we refuse to change about ourselves. But then we want this perfect person that doesn't have any flaws and it's just not fair. That's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we just, we just gotten into this culture where we don't want to cultivate the courage it takes to face ourselves in the mirror. So we always point the finger at other people. And that's why most of these relationships end up not working out, whether it's a marriage or a friendship or a business relationship. You have to be able to at least on the cars need uh, uh, scheduled maintenance. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You, even you got to take the car every now and then to get checked out. So you got to do that in your own life too. You got to have skills and maintenance in your own life too. And that takes introspection. It takes courage. And just really looking at yourself and say, what can I change about me to be a better person? 
And most of the time that's behavior oriented because we got these behavioral patterns that's been passed down to us from generations before and we had negative behavioral patterns that we developed in relationships with the wrong people as well. And that's just a big load of stuff that we carrying on, all this baggage that we have. And then we expecting everything else to work out. It's just too much stuff, it's too much. I agree. I mean, I learned a lot just in the last few years because, you know, raising a teenager teaches you about yourself. <laughs> so I bet. <laughs> it teaches you a lot. And I'm not even ashamed to say we've all been to therapy around all of this because we all had, yeah, that family dynamics. It, it, we needed to do that because we all needed to check ourselves. We all had our flaws and they were, they were definitely, but we're all, we're just, we're really close now. So we've gone, we've come through the storm. She's 21 now. So and marriage too. I mean, we've been together more than half our lives and we can't say it's all, it's beautiful all the time. No, it takes work. <laughs> it really does. So yeah. Therapy though. That's another thing. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because therapy, I don't know why our particular coach is so afraid of that, but I think that's a really necessary process for most of us to go through. I think we need to make therapy a cool thing. Right. Ther therapy works wonders. You know, that'll, that'll really help you get past a lot of stuff too. For sure. Uh, but we are, that that's like a, a priceless resource that we should really be taking advantage of. But then that goes back to the fact that we don't really want to admit that there's anything wrong with us. It's, it's something wrong with y'all, not me. Yeah, external you know, control is what that, yeah, that's what that is. And yeah, kind of, kind of like a narcissism kind of thing too. And so we got to get past that spirit though, because it's a spirit at the end of the day. It's a spirit. Yeah. So if we can get into some therapy, man. We, I think you can go a whole lot further getting to a therapy session. Yeah, a good therapist. Yeah, you really have to get the right one because I don't, I didn't jive with everybody that we talked to, but if we have the intuition and the prayer around, yeah, connect me with the right person. This one might not work. So yeah, yeah. so and so my daughter still and she needs a actual. She want, I wanted to make sure that she was paired up with somebody who would understand her and us, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So <laughs> yeah, how old is your daughter now? She just turned twenty one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, on the day that the Capitol got stormed, she turned 21. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, sweetie, I'm sorry that your birthday was that kind yeah. of milestone. <laughs> that, that broke my heart for her. I'm like, I'm sorry, this is a, an important birthday. And that happened. So I, I always remember that, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's been it's been a journey. But yeah, we all it, I always say that I'm a work in progress and I'm all and I recognize when people say something and I get triggered, I'm, I'm going to have to go to my journal and say, well, look at me. <laughs> I'm a grown woman and I'm still triggered by that. You know, that yep. kind of thing. Yeah. But that's the only way to be progressive is to be able to admit it. You'd be able to admit that to yourself and know that you have things about you that needs to change. And when you get into that, that particular process, that helps you to love other people more too. For sure. Looking at yourself and the flaws that you have, you'd be like, okay, if they can put up with me, yeah, I can love them through some things too. You know, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it puts you in a better position where you're able to accept the flaws of other people. For sure. When you are able to admit that you have flaws yourself. We should all be in works of progress for the rest of our lives, to be honest. Yeah. So it's about finding people that are, that have the capability to love you through seasons and through changes. But that's really what love is all about. And you have to commit to that. For sure. to, love is a, is a, is a action. It's a series of actions that you have to choose to commit to. The Bible says to put on love. It's like, if you, you wake up in the morning 
and say if you're going to work or you're going to a party later on that night or you're going to church or whatever, you have to put on certain garments for whatever occasion that, that you plan to attend. You have to actually go in your closet and choose something to put it on. And the Bible says that you're supposed to put on love. It says put it on like a garment. But this is the kind of garment that you wear no matter where you're going, no matter who you're dealing with. But it's a choice. You got to put that on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's that's kind of how, you know, I feel like that's, that's kind of how you have to approach love when it comes to loving other people. It's a choice. It's something that you have to put on. You got to decide that I'm wearing this today. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you commit to that, then it makes it a little easier to love people. It really is. Because I know, well, I know, because I know I, I'm, and I've been working on it too. I, because I used to have this terrible temper and, and I'm, I'm a huge yeah, I used to have a terrible temper. So yeah, I had to work through all of that stuff. I mean, if you, know, if you go back and listen to the podcast, you see the wrath of Carol was, you know, I, I told the truth about who I used to be. And it's been a journey. And, you know, and I tell people, check me, check me. Don't yeah. let me track out of tune. Please check me. Because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. I'd imagine you having a temper. Yeah, I used to have a terrible temper. And then it stems from my daddy issues, whatever, you know, it's so the healing journey has taken place. And now I have, uh, I can really just think, yeah. take a breath, <laughs> take a breath. You know, yeah. I didn't sit right in your spirit, but you don't have to vocalize it in a way that was, you know, yeah. fiery, for, for example. Yeah. I got chapters like that. I got chapters like that in the book. Uh, I, got a, I got a chapter on self-evaluation. I got a chapter on healing, all of that stuff. It's like what? I say 10 chapters in the book and then it has an introduction and an ending. But yeah, I have chapters like that that just deal with, let's deal with this, let's deal with this, let's deal with this. And then we get on into who love is, what it is, why you were created. And then we get on to what love really is about and the purpose of it and what love isn't. And so all of that has a lot to do with you first coming into self-evaluation and realizing who you are, realizing who God is. God is love. And mm-hmm. if he when his image, then that means you are put here for first purpose, first and foremost, is to love people, to be that image. If you yeah. created in God's image, then and he's loved, then we are supposed to be the image of love to the world. Yeah. But but until you get until you start to deal with the things inside of you that are not liking, you can't really move to that. Right. And a lot of so many people are hurting and they just are lashing out and I just pray every day. It's like, come on, man, come through. I just, one person at a time, if somebody can just kind of recognize, okay, I wasn't a nice person, what can I do to make it better? So that's cool how you, when I read your bio, also in third grade, you wrote about kindness and then you wrote this book about perfect love, et cetera. And then of course you're a musician and there's love poured into your food. So yeah, that's kind of a theme right there. It's beautiful. It's too bad I didn't interview you last week because that was February 14th, but you know, we were dealing with ice. So, you know. Yeah, I think February 14th, it was on its way up here, wasn't it? Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have my internet. So, you know, whatever. You know, Ooh, what a tough week, man. That was a week, the DFW. Oh my goodness. Wow, so I'm looking at the time. So let me ask you, uh, what advice would you give our listeners going forward when pursuing their dreams, especially when they have all these gifts and they might have some wounds along with those gifts? What would you say? Start something. At, at some point, you're going to have to start something. Realizing that dream may be five miles up the road, but if you don't start to take a, to start to take a walk and put one step in front of the other, you'll never get there. And it's just about believing in yourself. I told a friend of mine, and I don't have anything against 
these companies. We all have a job. You know, most of us have a job that we have to go and work. We got to keep our bills paid and stuff like that. I don't have anything against that. I'm doing that now. But I was telling a friend of mine, I said, you got to think about these jobs when they hire you on. They hire you on as a resource. But look at how much they believe in you, though. They hire you to come work for them to help them carry out their vision. So that lets you know that you're valuable. So what would happen to you if you believed in yourself that way? What if you, what would happen to you if you start hiring yourself to pursue your own dreams? Evidently, you're valuable, or these companies wouldn't be needing you. Right. Okay. So start believing in yourself and just believing in the fact that you really can do it and just put one step in front of the other until it's done. And just do it the best you can do it. But as long as you're sitting around thinking about stuff, you'll never get it done. You know, you have to really start putting a step in front of the other. Right. Yeah. Courageous. Yeah. When yeah. you have um, just when you have a little time in there, just do something. Make some kind of progress. Even if it's small, at least you got that part done. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just start, man. Just start doing it. There's a lot of people out here doing stuff. And just be inspired by that, you know. Be inspired, but just know that you are here to create. You're here to be a creator. And and you have something inside of you that's valuable to this world and you can make your own contribution in your own way. Amen to that, for sure. Do you have any last words of wisdom? I mean, you've, you've imparted a lot of stuff. I just completely resonate. I didn't know how this was going to go because we didn't rehearse it. We just said, let's do right. it. <laughs> right, off the top, right off the top of the dome. I like that. I think that's it. Just focus on yourself. Focus on healing. And keep some kind of relationship with God, man. Make sure he's in your life on a consistent basis. And self-evaluation and realizing who you are. I think that's the biggest part yeah. is realizing who you are and what you have to offer this world. We all have something to offer this world. We all have a gift inside of us that God has given us. And if you can get into that lane and start pursuing that, you'd be a lot happier and a lot more fulfilled if you just go in that direction. For sure. Yeah. A lot of us are lost and we don't necessarily have to be. Amen. Just take who we are. Who we are in God our relationship with him, what how important that is. And what is our gift? What what is that thing that you that you that you do that you love to do and you do it naturally and you just do it because it makes you feel good. What is that? Because chances are that's where your calling is. Yeah. So if you figure that out and start going in that direction, life will be a, it'll get a whole lot easier for you. You won't feel like you have such a heavy burden on your shoulders because you start operating in that thing that you were put here to do. And that could be anything. Right. Your, your gift could be your personality, your smile, your character. Your gift could be the gift of giving to other people. Like, I had a gift of giving. I love to give. And so anytime I'm able to do that, whether it's putting something in an envelope and handing it to a stranger and walking off, I'm here to give. You know what I mean? So that makes me feel good. That gives me, not only does it give me fulfillment, but it blesses somebody else. Right. Win-win. Win. We, yeah, we all have gifts. Just feel Really sit back and realize what those gifts are. Start moving in that direction and make your life better. Sounds great to me. It, yeah, and I, I recognize for me the umbrella is teaching, even though the subjects are vast and wide. Uh, right, right. <laughs> they are vast and wide. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let me, well, let's talk about how people can get a hold of you. I'll put this all in the show notes so people can click links, but it's always nice to hear where people can find you as well. Let me know on Facebook and Instagram for the most part. Facebook is Facebook is Crossman624, which is C-R-O-S-S-M-A-N 624. 
And then Instagram is Instagram slash Timzo the Creator. Timzo the Creator. And that's where I really showcase most of the stuff that I'm into over there, like photography and music and videos and all of the stuff that I like to create. I mostly put it on that page. When it comes down to writing, just putting up posts. Most of the time I write on my Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, your Facebook posts are always so insightful. I see them usually in the evening. I'm so, that's a good time to see it in the evening. You know, just kind of drop that that nice, deep thinking knowledge <laughs> right before bed. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, yeah. This stuff I've been thinking about, you know, I, I might wake up with something on my mind for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I just, there's been times that I just woke up, just woke up and then grabbed my phone and started writing. Uh, yeah. Typing, yeah, typing the post or something, just whatever's on my mind. Just be trying to help people. Uh, think just just trying to help people think we, we we do more feeling than we do thinking these days and I think that's a dangerous place yeah and we need to balance that out for sure <laughs> gotta have some balance because it, well, no matter what you're gonna do if you're gonna be successful at it if it's gonna be good if it's gonna be uh something that is a, a real contribution and a blessing to other people even if it's a relationship you're going to have to think your way through that process have to yeah Everything that's 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 the key. If I if I want to leave people with anything, I want people to understand that everything is gonna happen through your mind. Everything, good, bad, whatever, is happening inside your mind. Your mind is the most powerful thing that you have next to your spirit. That's it. So if you can if you can intellectually think your way through something, you'll be a whole lot more successful rather than trying to move through life based on what you feel. Your feelings that get you in trouble every time. They're too volatile. They change too much from day to day. That's why we can't really we can't really plan uh, anything based specifically on how we feel because tomorrow you, your feelings could change tomorrow. Yeah. It, it's consistent, and you're gonna have to be consistent if you're gonna do anything successfully and do it consistently. You're gonna have to make a decision to do that every day. A decision, whether you feel like it or not. Yeah. And I think I think that's the thing that we're missing in our society right now is making that choice every day to be consistent and think our way through because there's an intellectual way to do everything even when it comes to love yeah it's, a, sure. it's a smart way to love people you see yeah, what i'm saying sure. so, so yeah my biggest thing is is think your way through it man you gotta really you gotta really think your way through life that's my biggest thing yeah and and as a female i i do use discernment uh, when i am feeling because i think feelings are important because i think it could be a female thing but always use discernment always use discernment and, and i use that logic as well as the heart stuff to the heart and intuition yeah i, I feel you <laughs> i felt that <laughs> yeah. yeah cool all right man well thank you so much for coming on the show i it was so spontaneous during the ice storm i'm just like when we got some power and some internet let's talk <laughs> yeah i appreciate you having me i mean i've always valued you you are an awesome person you have always supported everything that i've ever done you just really got a unique spirit about you that I love. And so I'm really honored that you would even invite me. But I was like, if anybody, if I was going to do it with anybody, it's going to be Miss Carol. You know? Appreciate that. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> if it had been somebody else, I'd be like, nah, that's okay. I'm the guy. I ain't got time for that. But I'm always time for what you got going on. Very nice. All yeah. right, then. Well, have a fabulous rest of your day. And I will leave you with thanks, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Thank right. you. Thank you for listening to Managing Your Multi-Passionate Life with Carol Dixon Carr. If you'd like to continue the conversation on these topics, head on over to the free Managing Your Multi-Passionate Life Facebook group. 
You can find the link in the show notes along with other resources. And if any of Carol's words resonate with you, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Until next time.